Hey, I'd like to welcome you to another episode of Money Matters Top Tips for Success, where each and every day I bring on new business owners, entrepreneurs, and executives and have them share their top tips to success with you. My name is Adam Torres. You can follow me on Instagram at AskAdamTorres to keep up with my book releases, book tour schedule, signings, all that other good stuff. Always love to connect with you there. And as always, if you'd like to apply to become a co-author of one of my upcoming books, just head on over to the website, MoneyMattersTopTips.com, and click on Become an Author to Apply. All right, so today is a very special Reunion 2020 episode. What is that? That's when I had on a guest in the past, and I liked him so much I had to bring him right on back. Uh, today's guest is Kevin Cruz, who is president over at Hudson Bearings and Tool Tech. Kevin, welcome back to the show. Thanks again. Great to be back. Oh man, we made it. We're back 2020 and uh, I saw your I saw your uh your proposed show topic and uh challenges of buying a business and uh you know all about that. I'm excited to get into that with you. Um but before we do, uh let's just I, I don't we got a, we had a very blessed year on the podcast, so we got a lot of new listeners tuning in. Um I don't want to assume they caught your first episode, so let's just start with a little background on what you're doing over at Hudson Bearings, please. Yeah, no problem. Uh not always easy to give a quick quick overview, but I'll I'll be succinct here. Uh, currently, I am president of two different companies. One is by the name of Hudson Bearings, and the other is Tooltech, uh, both in the manufacturing sector, uh, which is a, a different different career path for me. Even though now it's been seven years at at Hudson Bearings and about five since I've been an owner there, uh, purchased Tooltech a couple years ago. Pre- previously, I've owned a host of different businesses, mostly in the financial services sector, owning a mortgage lender. That's awesome. And uh, one, one of the interesting things that I recall about our conversation is that um, – was that you number one career changes, but number two you found uh you really found value in in buy and purchasing businesses and really i won't say turning them around but adding value and finding new markets um and yes, Kevin, I do remember these things. I remember you told me how your sales your sales changed and how you, much business you started doing overseas and in other markets that that the company hadn't done really at all or or even tapped into. Um, that being said, um, you are definitely an expert on buying businesses. You've bought multiple, and, uh, and, you've, and, you've, and you've been successful in doing it. So I, I loved your proposed show, uh, show topic on the challenges of buying a business. So where do you want to begin on that topic? So um, where do you want to start with that one? Yeah, um, I think um, what my experience has been is that I have started from scratch a variety of different businesses, and then sort of moved into purchasing existing businesses um, and taking sort of our entrepreneurial or my entrepreneurial background and trying to apply a different way of thinking and looking at things to an existing business. Um, I think part of the challenges, some of the things that I live through every day, very recently as, as of today, having a big all hands on deck of the executive team HR challenges is that I think um, being an entrepreneur and having that mindset can definitely be a benefit. Give you a couple anecdotes there as to why, but I also think it can be um, a detriment in some ways, uh, and that's what we wanted to sort of focus on is some of the challenges. And I think I think when you're an entrepreneur, at least in my experience, you have started from scratch, figured it out 
how you got it done. You look back and you try to describe it, and it doesn't even sometimes sound realistic. Uh, it's like a made-for-TV movie or something. But mm. I then you take that kind of confidence and you take that kind of experience and you say, okay, well, here's an existing business that's done very well for multiple years, and here's their all their financials and everything that you know about it, and the table is set. And then you say to yourself, well, all I need to do is take this entrepreneurial spirit and operational know-how from other industries and add water and watch it grow really <laughs> rapidly. <laughs> and uh, I think you could tell that that's not always the case. And, and simply Dang. buying a business does not eliminate does not eliminate all of the challenges, and in fact, sort of causes you to to flex some additional entrepreneurial muscle in a different manner in order to solve existing problems. So my, um, it's it's not probably a revolutionary thought, but a little bit of a warning out there to fellow entrepreneurs that I know make up a lot of the listenership of this show that it's great to be confident. I think being a little overconfident can sometimes be um, a mistake and in battling a new industry, um, number one, if you're buying into a new industry, it, it is there is a learning curve there, needless to say, and not everything can be synthesized into one way of doing business. And more so, and it's you know a, a term that's thrown around all the time, but corporate culture. And when you when you are an entrepreneur, you might take for granted the culture that you've created from scratch and not really realize because you're in the thick of it, not understand that there's a certain culture that probably suits you because you started and created it. And walking into a an existing culture, um, thinking that you're going to be able to tweak it and make some of those substantive changes um, and evolve to your better way, in your mind at least, of doing things is a challenge. and. I think um, people need to be aware of that. It, it's it's a different challenge on some levels. It can be a, as fun as starting something from scratch, but it could also be as challenging as starting something from scratch. And it's really a, a true sales process in terms of selling the existing employees, which is the reason you bought the business, on looking at things a little new and tweaking some things. Um, and I, you know, sometimes make some jokes that aren't that funny, but in some cases I'll say to the guys, why don't we get into the 1990s or early 2000s? Let's not get all the way to 2020, but how about the early 2000s? (laughs) So (laughs) that goes over well, as you could tell, but uh, (laughs) it's definitely a wake up call on a lot of levels where you sort of think, okay, well, this department's taken care of and, and, and this mm-hmm. department's taken care of. And at the end of the day, there's a lot of work to be done on those things and a lot of work to be done in terms of melding it into a uh, format that you think works for the long term. And, and boy, it's a, it's a challenge and it's a constant, constant process. 
So is it, and, and I've never, I've never, um, just to be upfront, I've never purchased a business, so a lot of the concepts you're saying, they make sense to me when you say it. Um, I've, only, I've only built um, myself, so that being said, is it kind of like this combination of on some things you have to, I guess, rip the Band-Aid off, and on other things you're like, oh, we, we, we we're just trying to get another one yard up the, you know, to, to, to the touchdown maybe. Like, and so some of them are going to be gradual, some of you just got to rip off. I'm just trying to get a feel for what your thoughts are and kind of the mixture of decision making because it's it's tricky because you're coming in as as like a, a you know with something that's been there who knows a 30 year business whatever um, I forget how long Hudson yeah. Bearings was but I'm um, 30 year business so people that have literally raised their families and um, through those doors and now you're a newcomer I mean that's that's tricky it is a great question and it, it's definitely very tricky and a lot of times it just comes down to that risk reward and how far you're willing to take something when you know for the long term it's the better route and the healthier route to go to build a sustainable, consistent business. But you are sometimes, um, you know, tentative to do that because there can be repercussions. And it's, mm-hmm. and it's a, the balancing act, the way you described it, it's exactly what it is because um, it could be both directions. It could be that you should rip the Band-Aid off and mm-hmm. pay the price for the long term. Um, and, it can, and it could go the other way, too, that you're too patient, you know, on certain things because you can rationalize and say to yourself, look, there's a reason we paid X number of dollars for this business. There's a reason that we went to the bank and financed it to the hilt. There's a reason we did all these things. Well, it's because they did well. These are not turnaround situations that we're talking about. These were successful businesses. So mm-hmm. let's be careful about coming in and ripping off the Band-Aid in certain circumstances. But you could certainly go too far in either direction, being too patient and too nervous to make a change and mm-hmm. talk yourself into not making a change. And you could also have too quick of a of a hair trigger and, mm-hmm. and make a, a quick change that you don't really realize the repercussions. Quick example, new equipment, new modern equipment. Um, I would think through the lens that I view things when you're in an industrial um, setting that if I was an employee in that company, if I saw the new ownership come in, and these are real examples, and invest hundreds of thousands of dollars in new machines, the lens I view things through, if I'm that employee, I'm thinking, wow, that's fantastic. They're coming in. They bought the business. They're adding new technology and new machine. While they're really investing in the new business, that's going to make them more competitive. We're going to be able to, you know, gain more market share, etc. Well, there's a flip side to that. Wait a second. If they buy that machine and that's more um, efficient then the way I'm doing things now might be called into question. I'm really nervous about that new machine, and actually those new machines are not a good idea. So I think it just requires, you know, all business requires being able to look at things from multiple angles for sure. But when you're an entrepreneur and you're growing and you're scaling and you're moving forward and it's your own vision and and you've been in it from the beginning, there, you still got to look at all sides of, of the coin mm-hmm. for sure, but there's things that you probably uh, you, you don't need to, to, to analyze as much as when you come in as that new 
person and, and you can't assume good news is actually good news. Um, and, you know, in that example, we, we heard some people that were very happy about new equipment and we heard some concerns. So not rocket science. We just simply had a meeting about uh, showing showing them when, when companies automate, when companies increase their technology, the number of people they hire actually increases, not decreases, and just calming some nerves on that. But it just serves as a good example that when it's not your baby that you started from scratch, you really cannot make rash assumptions. You, you really have to think things through a lot differently than if it if it's an entrepreneur type experience or you know a, a new company that you built yourself man that's awesome that's great advice and I, i'll just be up front i love the way you talk kevin you're so correct and you're so on target with your words you said risk reward i'm like man i would i was thinking in my head oh i, I should say risk reward instead of me saying what i normally say which is i ah, just pick my battles <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't know what I want. <laughs> like I'm like, ah, pick my battles. That one's gonna cost me. Uh, like, but no, the way well, you we talk, use I aspire. I aspire to get there. Off too. Yeah. <laughs> we use ripping the bandaid off. We use a lot of terms that are, you know, antiquated. I'm sure, but. No, um, no, I like, I like, I like it. I'm in. <laughs> so Kevin, so Kevin, um. If uh, somebody's listening to this and they want to learn more about what you're doing over at uh, Hudson Bearings or at Tooltech, um, what's the best way for them to get info on that? Yeah, just um, for both entities, it's my first uh, initial K and then my last name, Cruz, K-R-O-O-S, so kcruz at hudsonbearings.com or kcruz at tooltech.com. Uh, I also am on LinkedIn. Um, happy to. Happy to talk to somebody that's, you know, a former entrepreneur or a current entrepreneur that's looking to buy or get into a new industry. No, no problem. I'm sure I'll learn something from the conversation as well. That's awesome, Kevin. Well, hey, really appreciate you uh, coming on the show today and uh, coming back on this reunion 2020 episode in 2021. I'm gonna invite you back and I'm saying, hey, Kevin, I got some new, I got some new problems for you to solve for me. <laughs> um, no, but I seriously, hope that's it, the case been awesome having you on the show okay um, thank you very much and to the audience uh as always thank you for tuning in hope you got a lot of value out of this if you did don't forget to subscribe to the podcast leave me a review on the apple itunes store um do all those great things we do to support our podcasters and uh, kevin thanks again for coming on take care be well